everyone, welcome to World of Anime. Uh, this week we have all repeat hosts again, but we have a huge group and we're going to do a lot of talking. Um, <laughs> I'm Stephanie, I'm your host, and with me is Ben. Hi. And we also have Sean. Uh, hi, hello, how are you? Hi. We have Danielle. Hi. Hi, and we have Lorena. Hey there, what's good? What's good? <laughs> well, um, this week we are talking about a show that we all watched in some part. Um, I don't know if you could call it technically an anime, but it's it like felt a like... a action anime. It felt like an anime, and I liked it a lot. And it was in Japanese, and it's about Japanese people and sweets. That's right, we're talking about... Uh, what's it called again? <laughs> Off to a great start. Tune Fuck in me. next week, people, for the rest. It's <laughs> called Kantaro the Sweet, the sweet Business Man. Salary man. Sweet tooth the Sweet Tooth Salary, tooth salary man. man. It's a lot of words, but it's a great show. Um, for those who have not watched this gem, it's on Netflix, and you should watch it if you like good things. Um, it's a whole lot. It's a whole, it is a whole lot. A whole lot. Um, basically, I was not ready. No. <laughs> it's about a salaryman named Kantaro who secretly goes off during his business trips during the day to try out sweets at all the candy shops in Tokyo. And he has to keep it a secret, and he's really into sweets, and it's just great. And that's the show, and it sounds sillier than, well, no, it is just as silly as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, the most bizarre, like, plot I've ever heard for something that you suggested going into it, first of all. Like, I, I'd argue that it's sillier than it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, actually. By right. quite a lot. I mean, so I came into it expecting something a little bit like, I, there's an anime from a year or two ago that I only watched an episode or two of. Uh, called Dagashi Kashi, which is about a small town sweets shop. Um, and the obsession with sweets in that one is a little bit more fan service oriented. Uh, and this one is, it takes it in a really fun direction of he has these like surreal special effects heavy cutaways where people's heads are replaced with sweets and just the most ridiculous things happen. Um, so yeah, there's actually a lot of animation in it for a live action show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't think we all watched the entirety of the show. It's only 12 episodes, but I think people were busy with the holidays. So how far did we get? I watched, I want to say, about seven episodes all today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are prepared. It is a, a uh, Netflix original, so I feel like it's designed for that. Yeah, well, I mean, I was, yeah. I was in Boston for like, since you texted me and until like last night. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I was like, oh, wait, I have a day to watch all of these episodes. Okay, so you're like seven so in. I tried. Yeah. Lorena and Danielle, you're like two-ish in? I'm, I'm about halfway through the fourth episode right oh. now. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yep, I'm only two in. Um, so I feel like some of what I say might be unfair. But part of the reason I'm only two in is because I chose not to fully allocate as much time as possible because I didn't enjoy it as much as I expected to. Oh no, you okay. were looking forward to it too. I was looking forward to it. Oh no. So wait, what about it didn't live up to your expectations? Uh, I hyped it too much? 
I don't think it's that you hyped it too much. I feel like it's just like there were qualities to it that I liked, but it in some ways, I guess, felt uh, maybe a bit generic. Like, uh, I feel like the like gasm scenes were very like food wars esque in a way that. I feel like if they did that, like, once and it took me back, I'd be like, that's really funny. But, like, they do it all the time. And that, like, the two fantasies he had were both head-themed was, like, I don't know. That's fair. Uh, I, I will say one of the things I, I, I felt pretty similarly after the... F- actually, maybe even after the second or third episode because the episodes early on feel pretty similar in structure. Um, and they do manage later on to take the fantasies in some fun directions of like, oh, this fantasy is going to be a spoof of a specific other property. Um, Mm. or this one is like, he's having almost a religious experience with it, (laughs) um, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I mean, I definitely did enjoy episode two more than I enjoyed episode one. So like, I will probably watch more of it and i wouldn't like write it off entirely um, oh, it'd be a good show to watch like spread out over time it's not like you can binge it which is mostly what i did but like it's it's not like it's it is more episodic so it is like i had a dose i can do something else and come back to it later like you're not there's no there's no like real story continuum it's like a it's like a sitcom because it is a sitcom there's like tiny threads that come in here and there, but like it's not like yeah, it's not it's pretty sitcommy. Yeah, like not to spoil anything too bad, but like by the end of the series, you haven't super changed that much from the beginning of the series. I don't know if they'll do more seasons of it. I'm just saying like the relationships don't super change. It's like like from the very beginning they play they play up the re- like potential relationship between Kantaro and uh his coworker Dobayashi? Uh, Dobashi. Dobashi? Yeah. Dobashi? Um, yeah, I think that's right. And um, they keep they play with it through the whole series, but they never like they never come they never completely like materialize it. It's always like a will they, won't they? But like that's the fun of it. So I keep you know you know what I mean? It's not like it goes anywhere and like does anything. It's just like experiencing their day to day him doing this sort of. Well, I feel like the parts of the show that I liked the most were the parts in the office and, like, the parts, like, about the food itself, whereas, like, the fantasies just felt, like, too long. So I feel like if there's more interactions with the other characters, which the episode summaries seem to promise, I'll probably mm-hmm. enjoy that more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as it goes on, the the structure of the episodes expands. Um, you don't just get Kanto ditches work and goes to a sweet shop. Uh, it starts to be like other characters get in the way. Does a character find out? Does a character go with him? Do you see it from you? See, actually, there's an episode where you see it from uh, some another character's perspective, but she mm-hmm. goes through the whole like food exploration, food gasm thing. It was, okay. and that was really fun. And yeah, you get to like know all of the characters a lot more, and it does like grow in. Uh, in scope it's not it it does the fantasies are a little bit long especially in the beginning 
I was like, especially the first episode where he has it twice and he goes through the same foodgasm twice. I was like, you didn't need to. You just changed the syrup. But it was, I don't know. It was coming off of like, I just wanted to watch food because Soma finished for the season and I just wanted to look at pretty food. Yeah. And it was perfect for that. I think the first episode is almost like, attempting to do like shock value of like what is this show and it maybe does that a little bit too hard but um one thing that i did enjoy because i've seen a few places where because food wars has some really cool recipes in it and i've seen it replicated by a few people in real life with varying success but something that i i really appreciate in this show is it's definitely a fictional show but all of the places that they visit you can actually look up and go to and have the things that they have and it doesn't end up feeling like product placement because it's pretty specialized things. But it's the kind of thing where you'll see it and you'll be like, when I go to Japan, I want to go to that place and try that thing. We're going to do an eating tour of Japan where we just go to these places. Like, it needs to happen because they're all real. Except for one of the places we can't go to because it's literally a chestnut store. And I have a nut allergy. <laughs> <laughs> all they sell is chestnuts. <laughs> that would be pretty bad. My- my first thought when watching the series was like, is this is this a series long advertisement for every sweet shop in Tokyo? Yeah. I hope so. It's fine. I mean it's creative, <laughs> I guess. Well, but it gets it gets the job done clearly as Stephanie wants to go to all of them now. Well yeah, that's, <laughs> uh, it did its job. Good job, uh, Japan. Well, yeah, I feel like I, you know, sort of agree with what Ben said that it doesn't really doesn't really feel like product placement. It feels like very much like uh, you know, these sort of uh, individual spots and specificity about the stores and that was I think one of the show's best points yeah he didn't seem to go to like anything like that was super popular like yeah. he didn't go to like Ruby Tuesdays has the best desserts I check mean, them out everyone yeah but I, I, I would I kind of like that though <laughs> <laughs> this unexpected place has the best desserts I mean right. there were I mean, a couple all of places those. are like with little exception, like these little, I mean, hole in the wall may not be the right term, but they're like, oh, it's owned and operated by like one person. And yeah. they're very small and I probably would not have found any of them. There's an episode where he goes to, uh, uh, they call pancakes hotcakes there, which is just a weird thing. But he goes to the hotcake store and it's just coffee and pancakes. And he's like, the owner is the only one who works here. She makes all the food and coffee herself and serves everyone. And I'd be like, whoa, that's really impressive. There are like five tables in the restaurant. But like... It's still impressive. I know. It's still impressive. But it's also like, it's really weird. You can, I can't believe like the business models in Tokyo that like work with like one person running a store and then just like four tables and you're serving literally pancakes and coffee, and that's it. And you can somehow turn a profit. I mean, I guess it's possible, but, like, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I guess low overhead. I guess. Um, the food gasm scenes were interesting, for sure. They do seem to, sometimes more than others, really lean into the gasm aspect of it. Yeah. Right? And sometimes it's funny, ever... and sometimes it's just uncomfortable. I didn't ever expect to ask at all during the show, is he coming? Like, what? I, don't I don't think you're supposed to know. I mean, I feel like if they address that, then maybe that would be preferable. I don't know. Like, I like, I don't know. I feel like it's, a, I've said this about Food Wars too, but it's like, 
I wish it was like more horrible almost in that direction. Does it get worse past the fourth? Because I feel like it was really strong in that first episode, just because oh, we were mentioning worse. the shock value. Every it episode, <laughs> most of the episodes, not all of them, most of them just have like a progression of like more O faces. Just no, because I think it's from the first to the second. I did. I I felt. I, I didn't feel as uncomfortable in the second episode as I, as I did in the first one. Um, just I guess on a personal note. Mm. But I guess it's since we were talking about how when they introduce more characters, the actual model of it changes. But mm-hmm. like since I'm in the fourth one right now, I, I'm like, oh, they're introducing a little bit more drama. Maybe it's not going to be as much of his O faces. But I'm like, which, oh, maybe it which is. Which episode is which? What I do it by food, um, I guess. Which... So it's when. Um, my gosh, what is her name? Dobashi is sort of now actually actively investigating. Like she already, she found the blog. So she's actively trying to, you know, scope him out and give him different types of food and whatever. Oh, is it the triathlon? It's after the triathlon. So triathlon just happened. Triathlon just happened. So she brings him like cakes in the uh, at work in the morning or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. and she has her fantasy of like yeah, and she has her <laughs> fantasy and like you know like like okay like if they're introducing all these characters maybe I thought they were gonna kind of tone down with his orgasm o faces but no they don't <laughs> oh, okay great <laughs> there's there's one episode in particular that had some really weird energy um, <laughs> yeah his yeah. mom comes to visit and she's a dentist and she hates sweets. Oh no! And he, he's yeah. No, it's his, his fantasy involves his fantasy and like involves basically like him, like he he like she comes to stay over like as a surprise, and he like makes the audience to make her fall asleep so that he can eat the sweets that he had bought at the store earlier in the day. Um, but then. So he's sitting there in front of her face as she's sleeping and he eats the sweets. To kind of like be like, ha, I can have these. But it's like, it's a, the energy is weird. And also to make it worse, the sweets are eggclairs. Yeah, it gets a little bit uh, Shinji. <laughs> he feeds it to her and it's just like, this is your mom, stop, this is weird. It's an eclair, but stop. Other than that, oh, I felt Oedipus. like it, it didn't get too much worse <laughs> than just like mild discomfort. That was the weirdest vibe. Uh, or the kid, the one with the kid. That was fine. It was fine. It was weird at the end, but I also don't know how Japanese people express affection to small children. This sounds much worse without context, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> he babysits the boss's kid, and the kid's like a real dickwad. There is no sexual implication <laughs> with this child. No, but he uh, he, he gets the kid some snacks. That's worth mentioning. <laughs> he gets the kid some snacks, and then the kid like stops hating him so much. Um, and by the end of it, he's just sitting near him, like rubbing his head and being like, did you enjoy the sweets? But it was like a little close. Like if it was his own kid, it would be like less weird. I don't know. I, I thought know. it was weird. I, I think it could go either. But way. I also don't know how Japanese people feel about like, you know, handling other people's children. It was never like sexual, like, except the whole concept of it was like mature flavors. It was just weird. <laughs> so I guess I have a general question uh-huh. um, for everyone, maybe a two-parted question. Did you expect the like the X or rather the O factor in this show going in, and do you think it would be improved if it was eliminated? So I think that at least those of us who've watched Food Wars are coming from a weird place of like it's not as aggressive as Food Wars, so it stands <laughs> out less. 
Um, but I think in terms of both shows, I think it's unnecessary. Um, I don't, I mean, I mind it when it just tilts over the edge. I don't mind him like rolling the eyes back in the head and being like, oh, it's so good. But like, it's when it starts to get like exaggerated, it starts to get a little uncomfortable. And I wish they had like stopped it at like, like if there's like a big scale, I would be comfortable up to a point. And there's a few moments that they just cross that. Um, like, you know, you didn't need to there. Like, some of it's, like, it reminds me of foodgasms, like, that people on a normal basis have, like, oh, it's so good, and, like, close their eyes and imagine, like, yummy things or whatever, but, like, there's a point where he just crosses a little line. What episode was the peaches? That was the, I, four, five? I think that was the first time... That I was like, oh, that's too much. Uh, I felt that way episode one. <laughs> I was about to say that too, actually. So again, like was, coming from like, it from... The, was it the sauce when he's like dripping his like hands or he's covered in the sauce for me? I was like, oh, okay. I, <laughs> no. I, I mean, right do you, yeah. Do you all not do that when you sauces. have food? Yeah, but I mean, there was like one bit at the end, at, like during the first episode when his eyes are closed and he's like looking up. And there's like a voice happening behind him, and like they're both just making sex sounds, and there's no way you can interpret it any other way. It's <laughs> just just not possible. I was like, all right, this is this is where we're getting weird. This is you like just I'm cool, like go to Baskin Robbins oh. and slather it all over your body in front of everyone. It's it's great, I guess. It's like talking about the different ways to consume it, and it's like no, you just eat it. That's it. That's the that's all that happens. Well, the thing is. In the whole like the whole the first episode when he's being like covered in syrup, I imagine that I thought he was thinking about that as more of a metaphor. Like he's not like the parts where it got weird for me was when he himself in public in the actual canon of the other people was making the O faces and like the yeah. moaning. Yeah, no, those like, are those are pretty those can be pretty bad too. Those are that like, like so that's why for me like episode four was it four or five with the peach parfait. Uh, it was one of the two. One of the two? Lorena, have you seen the Peach um, Parfait one? Well, I'm looking right now at the uh, place card for the fourth one, and it's called Parfait, so I'm going to go with it's episode that one. Mm-hmm. It's that one, yeah. So, so that one's like the first one where he's like imagining the whole thing, and it's like, you know, watching, like you're, you're watching all the fruit, and you like, he gets excited, and he keeps like standing up, standing up, and then the waitress says, here's your Peach Parfait, and he's standing up like after having clearly made those noises and stood up in real time and then he's like at eye level with the waitress who's giving him the the peach parfait which and is his the, head follows the peach parfait to the table yeah <laughs> yeah like some of the ones that are in the fantasies i mind less because it's like this is his brain happening the ones that got weird were like when it trans trans Transcends into the real Transcends world. Transcends and thank you, can we, Lorena. <laughs> can we can we talk about how the waitress didn't bat an eyelash at him doing all that weird shit? I was impressed at all of the wait staff in all of the restaurants because they were all like, "Oh yeah, this is totally fine and normal." It's like keep <laughs> a straight face the entire time. The whole, like, they all smile and say, "Of course, I'll get that for you." Of course, and none of them think anything that he ever does is weird. As as someone who used to work in in food service, uh, we would all be talking shit about you like <laughs> so fast. Oh yeah, no. Like I mean, maybe these people do. Maybe they're these just like do. don't react, don't react, don't react. But how 
how do you keep your composure? I, I like, I, they're Japanese. I respect them. That's what they so specialize much. in. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, one thing that occurred to me, and I'm not well versed enough in Japanese culture, so I'm not sure how much legitimacy there is to this, is there is the parallel between like, and this would potentially explain the sexual angle, like, oh, this person who's super hardcore salary man, but then is also secretly a pervert. <laughs> which is kind of a trope in and of itself. Uh, and maybe this is like a way of satirizing that. Um, mm. But that being said, I don't know how much that's an actual prevalent thing in Japanese culture because I think that the intended audience for this is mostly Japanese people. Uh, so I don't know the extent to which that's actually a thing versus just a stereotype. Um, but it is one parallel that kind of, particularly when it would get a little bit much, I was like, are they trying to say something about it? Um, uh, no, I think it's cute that the only thing he can lose composure for is Swedes. I think that's kind of adorable. Well, I also think it's cute. That's why I was mad when it wasn't delivered in a way that was cute and appealing, <laughs> similar to Food Wars, <laughs> that had a great premise and then, like, slapped me in the face. Um, but I still, I mean, I, I did end up liking it, um, but it was sort of just like, this wasn't what I wanted. Um, yeah. Thinking about I, it, I think it really could have co- toned down. It could have toned down the O factor a lot, and I still would have like majorly enjoyed it. I don't think the O factor helped. I I really enjoyed like the the dream sequence things, but like I I think I could have done without it being as sexual as it was. Yeah, I don't think the dream. Like that, that, most like of that, the dream the, sequences weren't <clears throat> that sexualized. The, none of them. None of them. Yeah, were. none of them were. They'll but have, like, like, a princess was, and stuff like that. The transition could have happened without the O factor. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been, I think it would have been better, but also I feel like this show isn't for me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I really liked, I think my favorite part was, like, him narrating the actual uh, making of these dishes. Those are actually my favorite, too. Oh, that, was oh. good. Yeah, that was great as well. That was really I funny. Was, I was so happy just watching them make food. It's like... And then you learn things about it. It's like, like I really you know? like in the in the shaved ice one where he's like talking about how delicately she's like pressing down to make yeah. sure it doesn't like fall yeah. apart. I'm like, that's I never thought about that. That's so great. Like, speaking of the shaved ice one, uh, one of my favorite things about this show was hard cuts. <laughs> so many amazing, well placed, well timed hard cuts. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, the minute he takes a bite of the mango one, like hard cut to like his face fully open and just ice and water spraying at the side of him. Oh my god. Like no warning. Was... It was unbelievable. I loved it. I love, I love stuff like that. I also didn't realize that the shaved ice like, I guess it's obvious, but they they clearly shave it and it's all in these flakes and like we don't mm-hmm. see that here that much. No. Shaved ice as opposed to just like ground up ice. Crushed ice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think there's only one place that I've had shaved ice here and it was really good. Um, uh, yep. They have shaved ice in uh, in Philly. Uh, water ices. But oh. that's pretty much it. Man, though. It's so good. It looks so good. I was also like, I think until a certain point in the series, I was just astounded by all of these sweets. And I put sweets in air quotes. Because it's like, the parfait is literally 90%. Fr- oh, actually, the ratio that you use is 80% fruit and 20% cream. So it's just fruit and whipped cream. 
And it's not that's, sweet. That's, it's, it's very good looking, but it's also like, this isn't like a Western parfait. It's just fruit. Why would that make you look bad? You know, it's like, it's not like you're eating. Like I was half expecting when, he, when he's saying, oh, I'm the sweet salary man. Like I thought he was going to be eating cake and cookies the whole time. Yeah, an American version of this would be like Guy Fieri based. <laughs> with just like various oozing fried things. The amount of money I would pay to see that. Let's do it. Oh, God. Someone get Guy Fieri on the horn. Um, but what other? Oh, there were so many good ones. There were so many good. But yeah, oh, watching him peel peaches. I didn't know you would peel a peach for a parfait. How does one peel a peach? He did it with a knife, with like knife work. He like made these elaborate like parfait structures, and the one he had was just peaches. But yeah, no, like the first two episodes were like Japanese sweets, where it was like not that sweet. Like azuki beans are sweet, but they're not like cake. But there was syrup on them. I was concerned as to what the syrup was. I'm like, is it just corn syrup? Because that's gross. <laughs> Imagine just pouring straight corn syrup on your dessert, just like, mm. no. Yum. Ten ten. The dark one, I'm like, what are you made out of? Just burned corn syrup? It's just burned. That's so sunny. <laughs> so I don't know, but it was cool. I liked all the jiggly, jiggly white things that were supposed to be, I don't know what they were made out of, gelatin and something. Some gelatin. Yeah. There was they use a lot of gelatin. Um, what else was really there was a lot of really good ones. <laughs> what was the episode two sweet? That's the shaved ice one. That's the shaved ice one. That was fun. Yeah, who thought it'd be fun to watch people make shaved ice? It's really satisfying. Yeah. And uh oh, there was just so many. It was a lot of fun. They're blurring together in my memory because we also binged great british baking show <laughs> so now all of my memories are just sweet space food tried not to eat the food weekend. we just watched the food <laughs> the best the best moment was that um in kantaro they have uh, an episode devoted to matcha bavarian cream mm. Bavaro, they called it Bavaro. I don't know if there's like an. It's just Bavarian. That's always cream. translate matcha uh, Bavarian cream. Yeah, and then we watched the Great British Bake Off where they had to make Bavarian cream, and I was like, I know what that's supposed to look like. It was very exciting. Uh, did this show inspire anyone to make some tasty sweet desserts? Not yet. It's it's <laughs> been like two soon. hours. <laughs> Um, it didn't inspire me to make desserts. It did inspire me to arrange my breakfast to look like one of his desserts. Okay, that's good. <laughs> it did me hungry. Like, that also is It was better. just cottage yeah, cheese and fruit, and I just made it look like the thing from the first episode. I was like, all I'm right. so proud. That's it. That's all I did. It's a fun show to watch while eating. Yes. Mm. Uh, you know, it's it's engaging, but you don't really have to think too hard about it. In fact, maybe it's better if you don't think too hard about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun for that. Yeah. You made cookies, though. I did make cookies, but they were from a they were from a, a thing. This is a great story. I mean, I wanted to buy some red beans to cook with, 
uh, after watching, so maybe that's close, although I've done that before. Um, I wanted to get some sweetened condensed milk, but I mean, that's not a recipe, that's just sweetened condensed milk. But so. it's an ingredient <laughs> that they use a lot in Japan in Japanese sweets, which is just like, why? I mean, not why, because it makes it just sweet, but it's also like, it's just usually a, an ingredient. They pour it on things sometimes. I don't know, how do you, how do you, uh, the 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 red beans is like is my favorite flavor for a lot of things for sure. I did like go out and buy a big bun with red bean paste in it. That made me happy. <laughs> I will say though, whenever it does the cutaway to like the big like stirred up beans that they're making, it always makes me think of refried beans and I want a burrito, which is, <laughs> which is a little bit out yeah. of right. Well, because it looks oh, like yeah. refri- it does look like refried beans. No, he's right. He's right. He's right. It's like stay in your lane, beans. And they keep having like these beautiful like when in some of these cutaways they like focus in on the food, but the, like the beans are always just like a lump of weird like purplish, maroonish, brownish lump compared to like all the yeah. other colors that they have on like the yeah. main dishes. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like and even in it's, the first it's got episode, a weird sloppy quality to it. Yeah, even in the first episode where they have like he had all his coworkers like lined up being like we all have different personalities, whatever. And she had like one was like the cube. Another one was, I don't remember. There was, what else was in You're that? You're talking dish? about the foods that their heads turned yeah. into. Yeah. Yeah. The and the red beans. The there was a cherry. Thing. There was a cherry. Oh, yeah. There was fruit there was in it, wasn't there? The boss was the cherry, yeah. Was there a peach or was that? There was these yeah. weird, like, not mochis, but they were, like, other sort of gooey. Yeah, it was, like, these rice cakey thingies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there was the beans, and it's just, like, a lump of glop and i'm just like i'm the beans that was really funny when there were there were the three different kinds of beans and it's like you're beautiful and soft no you're beautiful and soft you're also beautiful and you're soft so we're shiny. all beautiful and soft. <laughs> yeah but it's all the same it's all contoro but like with three like, slightly yeah. i think the most impressed i was at that episode um, was the fact that I could tell the difference between the beans because he would explain like this one is more smooth and this one is more red and this one is so black. I was like, what? And then they they did that on the heads and I was just like, good job, department. I learned about beans. One thing also um, on a slightly different subject is I think one of the reasons that this almost qualifies as anime is I really enjoyed the acting job of all of the uh the the leads in this i i haven't really watched almost anything japanese live action um but they just have kantaro switching back between being just like overly intense and i mean yeah some of the sexual stuff can be uncomfortable but like he 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 really can switch on a dime in a really fun way and i particularly enjoy his boss's because he basically sounds like a ridiculous anime man. He looks and sounds like an anime character, and it's fantastic. It's the whole like, show is paced in like a very anime-ish way. I know, but it's real <laughs> human beings. Yeah, no. And they look and yeah. sound like anime characters. At one That's point, right. Dobashi does the point to Kantaro, and it's like the like one finger raise, the other one's splayed out point. And I was <laughs> like, oh my god, you're an anime. Oh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it is based on a manga. It's, also. Yeah, it's based on a manga. Yeah, I, I did. I, I did read that somewhere. Sorry, you were saying it's paced like an anime. Yeah, it. I don't know. I, it, I, maybe I'm just thinking about the the characters acting and how it's it's essentially just a personification of anime tropes. 
they could they could probably someone could probably make a uh, a frame for frame anime remake of the show and it would be just as anime as anything else. <laughs> I think it's also his narrations over everything he does is a yeah. very anime thing. Like <laughs> like I can actually see just like him like sort of frozen, panning on his face, but he's narrating over this entire thing. Like it's it, that is very anime of it, I think. Mm-hmm. I certainly prefer, so I also started watching, um, and again, maybe this is off topic, but uh, I started watching the first couple of episodes of another Netflix series called Erased, which is exactly what we're ta- describing, where it's shot for shot, they took an existing anime and made it real live action. Um, also Japanese, not English, which I definitely prefer, you know, it, it's kind of fun to see these anime tropes played out by physical characters. Um Contrasted with something like the Netflix Death Note, where they try to make it easily consumable for Western audiences and end up missing the point entirely. Um, so I think that, at least in that sense, Contaro manages to succeed if that's their goal. It's definitely the most graceful animated live action thing I've seen. <laughs> Sean, should we enter your music corner? Do you have anything to say about the music about this? <laughs> I forgot I had a music corner. Sean's music corner. The theme changes every week. <laughs> I'll make a thing. Um, I did actually have a thought. Uh, I had like a... It, it was one of these things, and I, I know I've expressed this exact feeling to Ben about other things, but like the show, it's good, but it's so stupid. <laughs> it is very dumb. <laughs> but the music has no business being as good as it is as it is <laughs> for a show this stupid i remember be, i remember like see like like seeing these like absurd like dream sequences with like with like women flying down from the from like a like an evangelion-esque mochi diamond and like taking out a sword and like challenging them and then they dance and it was just weird but the and I, I remember seeing that i was like why is the music so beautiful for this moment (laughs) this moment it was really good there was a lot of really great like kind of joe hisaishi miyazaki-esque uh like pretty airy things that that, like make you feel emotional and then like a lot of really cool fluttery piano stuff going on um to 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 bring you into these dream sequences Uh, and it really set the scene really well and i was like why is this good i don't know i don't understand (laughs) And that's, that's that's my music corner. That's Sean's music corner. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you should write the theme every every week. It's just different just every did. week. Um Was there ever a point when everybody anybody just felt so uncomfortable with all of it? No. No. I mean the closest was again the episode with like the weird mom sweets sleep stuff. Yeah. Like, did you ever see this? And you're like, all right, I need to pause this and like walk around for a minute. <laughs> no, no, you keep playing it so that it just the moment passes quicker. Do you have to condition yourself? <laughs> like, I think probably episode one, just because again, I didn't know what I was going into, and then <laughs> eventually I was conditioned into it, and I was like, okay, I guess I can sit through this now. Granted, now I don't know what to expect with this mom thing with the. <laughs> Again, it may not be as bad as we're describing, but it's it's not great. Uh, well, now I'm going to really look forward to it. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine it being good. No. No. <laughs> no, that was, I think, the weirdest one for me. Uh, no, even though I said the weird things about the kid one, I really liked the kid actor. He was very fun to watch. Like, 
I don't know. He was just really expressive in the same way that all the adult actors are expressive. It was just really nice to be like, oh, look, more child actors from other countries. Because I never, I'm not watching Erased with you, but I think there are child actors in that one too. Mm -hmm. But I've never really seen Japanese child actors do anything before. And I was just like, oh, this little boy who's in this one episode is like very good and very fun to watch. So I liked, I liked him. I just keep thinking about the dream sequences and some of them are like, oh, this is really clever and like visually clever. And then some of them I'm just like, that's no. <laughs> there was one where he like sprouts angel wings, but like the animation for it is just very bad. I remember that. I remember that <laughs> very well. <laughs> that was ludicrously bad. Those are some good CGI wings, I'll tell you what. <laughs> so bad. Then <laughs> he just flies straight up in the air and then forward. <laughs> it's not how wings work. It's not how flight happens. But I think that's that's part of the absurdist humor of the show. I don't know. Like I feel I feel like I'm not watching it, I'm not in a position to rationalize flight. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Oh yeah. boy. Uh, so. Uh, so I guess earlier, I think uh, someone, I think maybe Ben said that you thought that the target audience was a Japanese audience, and I actually watching felt like the target audience was primarily an American audience. Hmm. Um, I feel like uh, the show is tailored for people that uh, maybe do not live in Japan um, or and or maybe uh, sort of want to see a show like this when they think of a Japanese show. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's definitely possible. It certainly, I enjoyed a lot of it because it felt like seeing some stuff that I don't ordinarily get to experience. Um, I also, again, it's hard to project because I'm not in their shoes, but um, the way it satirized uh, the work environment almost felt like the kind of thing, I mean, in a very different sense to something like Silicon Valley or The Office, but like making fun of like, oh, this is exactly like this person at my office and they're making fun of them. Um, or like a, oh, that's so true kind of thing. I don't know. Um, I can't say because I've never worked in a Japanese office building. But, um, yeah, I think that's an interesting point. Granted, I think I, like, I've never really seen <clears throat> much of anything that's like Japanese live action. I'd be interested in watching, maybe not like a Netflix original, but like just something straightly Japanese original live action show and comparing to it to see that it's something that has a similar audience. Yeah. Um... Just to see if it's how it differs. Granted, it is still a very ridiculous show to compare to anything else. Um, but that at least has sort of put that together. I, I did look up the actors because I was, I was curious if they were voice actors. And it actually seems that most of them are primarily Japanese soap opera actors. Um, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Which definitely makes sense. And I realized that I know actually nothing about Japanese soap operas. And how this would compare to any of those, in terms of ridiculousness. Right, I don't want to find out. It's a Japanese. Does this qualify? Of a novella. <laughs> Does this qualify as a Japanese soap opera? No, I don't think so. It, there's it, no, re- there's no real relationships in it. I mean, Contaro and Sweets. <laughs> That's, That's fair. I mean, they have a it's, consummated relationship. It's very <laughs> sexual and very active. He doesn't cheat on them much, though. What? He doesn't cheat on them much, though. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, if he was in a relationship with, he's like a polyamorous 
sweets. Yeah. They Wait, do they ever it. pursue the angle of like, so you said there's a will they won't they thing with the girl with him in the office is the angle pursued yeah. that like he like is sort of into her, but he feels like he's betraying the sweets or like he actually has like this emotional. Cause I feel like I would be into that. I feel like that would be a very promising plot thread for later, but it's, it definitely <laughs> seems more of a, um, she's into him from afar kind of thing. Okay. Well, everybody's into him. What? Well, not romantically. <laughs> um, she, <laughs> she, she wants to talk to him about sweets. And so she's trying to get him to lower his guard, and he does not. Though okay. I will say, um, maybe this is just a personal preference thing, but I d- tend to prefer drama that is a little bit more complicated than just ask him if he's the person. It's fine if he says she yes. She does at the end. Does she? Yeah, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. She straight up accuses him of being the guy that writes the blog. Well... Uh, she also does that. She does that in episode three as well. Yeah, well, I guess like when in the beginning, like it just happened. No, but yeah, like no. I, I guess what I mean is not being accusatory, just like having a conversation. I yeah, know. she starts to get excited in the last episode. She starts to get excited, like you're the guy who writes a Mablo. Like is like are you like is this it? And then he was just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. It wasn't in as like a con- confrontational way as episode three. Um, it was more of like she was so excited. Because he, like, brings back sweets for everyone at the office. And so she's just, like... And it was, like, from the place that he'd just gone and posted to the blog. So she, like, knows. But he keeps, like, not... I don't know why. But, like, I don't even know if he's interested. It's hard to tell. He just sees her as the woman who's going to reveal his secret to the office. I don't think he knows that she's Sweets Princess. Weirdly enough, I get actually pretty much zero sexual vibes from him other than for <laughs> sweets. Like, he never seems yeah. to react to anything. Not that there is a whole lot going on, but, like, it's not on his radar. Yeah. yeah. No, he's not He's not thinking about relationships. He's just thinking about that sweet, sweet, sweets. The sweet, <laughs> sweet, sweets. I do think oh, it would yeah. be interesting if he eventually oh, yeah. did become conflicted about feelings for dobashi um versus that the would food be, that'd be that'd be pretty great that would and be he had fun. to give up he had to give up he had to choose between her and the sweets he's like oh what do i do i feel like oh, you my. wouldn't have to choose to between the, the two of them if he was dating her though she also loves i think sweets. he would think he would have to choose yeah it would also well, it would create okay, interesting so, tension sorry uh do okay. you think that he enjoys like I feel like he also might enjoy the, like, thrill of having to do it secretly. Like, I feel like maybe if there was someone else participating, he might not enjoy it to the same degree. Um, so many angles to mine for content. But yeah. we have arguments uh, that's, for that's, that's, that that's hypothesis and arguments against that hypothesis. So I think that there are specific instances in the show where he admits to, yes, that being a part of it. But there's also times where we can see that it's not just that. Okay. Like, there's flashbacks where he's like, oh, this was particularly great because of the um, forbidden aspect. There's also other times where he enjoys bringing another person into it. Okay. Like, I think there's also that part in the beginning. I don't know if it really 
goes along with that. But in the first episode, <clears throat> when he sees like a family eating together, and he kind of like talks about how it's like five like five generations of family coming to get eat together here, mm-hmm. like. I was like, oh, like, does he want to share that with people? That was one thing I saw in the beginning, but I don't know if that really ties into that at all. Maybe he's uh, talking about how great the restaurant was, nothing else. True. I, I think an interesting, in, in that regard of uh, enjoying it alone or enjoying it with other people, uh, one interesting thing that may be intentional may not be, but, uh, like, you look around all, like, at the restaurant and everybody's, like, you know, they're enjoying every, all the sweets casually, but, like, he has, like, a full-on moment by himself. I feel like he's enjoying it way more than anybody else who's like sharing the experience like him keeping it to himself is kind of like what makes it so great to him is that he gets to have all of it there's only one point in the show where he actively chooses to do something to do one of these with someone else and it's to Mm. educate that person he only did it with the other guy no he does it with two other people no but those he's forced to because they won't leave him alone, so he's doing it to stop them from fighting each other. Yeah. He does it with one of his coworkers, he does it with his boss, and then he does it with someone else who's kind of been... He didn't do it with his boss. Yeah, he did. The boss just, like, stares into space for 20 minutes? No, that's her. Oh, she's... Ignore everything I said for the past minute. <laughs> ben, did we watch the same show? <laughs> well, no, as in that... That's Dobashi sharing it with the boss. Not Kantaro. Dobashi has an episode where she goes to get a suite that Kantaro's already tried and put on the blog. So she wants to go do it and she's out with the boss and she brings him. And then they have an experience together, which is actually, I think, one of the most fun fantasies of all of them. Uh, It's worth it just to get to that episode. Um, (laughs) It's A+. I can't tell you anything about it because it'll ruin the joy. Um, okay. Oh, no. But so there's two times when Kantaro is having sweets with other people. One of them is because he's trying to sneak off, but like a mangaka at the publishing company is stalking him because he wants to draw his face because he says he has a good face. And then that guy's wife chases him and they're fighting. And he's just like, I just want to get the sweets. I guess the only way to be able to go get them is to bring them with me. And then try to, like, tell them this is for me to help you so I won't get in trouble by you witnessing me getting sweets. But he's in his own world for most of that. And the only other time that he does it with someone is there's another businessman, uh, the workout monster businessman, uh, who I think only Sean would have known, who he comes up later and uh, they they go have a suite together. They go because he wants he wants he wants a Takarabe to have stoic chocolate with him, and so they do together, and that's like a joint experience because they have like they paste it together. He's explaining things to him, so like because he already knows his secret, and I guess they both have this shared forbidden love of something that I guess it makes sense for him to every once in a while share that with him. Um. I don't know, but he also has a blog where he talks about his experience, so I don't know how private it is. His motivations are unclear. He's a very complex character, you know. We really don't get to know him too well. <laughs> Sorry, Danielle, I cut you off. Oh, no, I just feel like the more that uh, we talk about the show, the more it makes me be like, maybe it's not that good a show. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's not that good. Maybe it's just a lot of fun for maybe some people. Maybe it's Maybelline. 
It's probably not Maybelline. No. Um, so I, that might. It, does anyone else have anything else to say about it? We might have plunged uh, the depths on this we, one. We may be uh, only sweet heaven knows more. Only, only I'll, sweet I'll, heaven knows. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It definitely was a show that happened. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Can we do uh, rating one to ten from everyone? Oh yeah, let's do that. Is there is there like a is there a specific like reoccurring show motif that we can use as a as a metric? Beans? Can what, we say can we go beans? Beans. Atsuki beans. Uh, all right, good. One out of ten Atsuki beans. What are we thinking? Um, I I would say um three point five out of ten. Ooh. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> so but I've sad. only seen two episodes, so it's you know not a full assessment. That's fair. I'd say seven when I'm hungry, <laughs> eight when I'm eating, six otherwise. Whoa, all right. <laughs> we just broke Lorena. I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, no, I'm glad that there, there is certain, like, yeah. There's I, I ways to right. experience it that are better than other ways. Yeah, it, it's, it's a circumstantial show. Yeah. I'm going to go with five beans, because um, it did take me... Up until the end of episode two to start laughing, so I'm gonna go with that. But it, it got better after that. Go with five beans. Okay, how about you, Sean? Uh, how many Atsuki being, beans? Being that I'm not done, uh, I'd, I'd say like based off what I've experienced, five point five. But the music gets a goddamn ten. <laughs> <Holy shit. laughs> goddamn that music. So good, but why? <laughs> why? Why are you so good, music? Damn. Uh, um, As a composer, do you ever not... just write something amazing and then you watch the thing? And you're like, can we not? Can we save it? All the time. <laughs> oh god. Nine times out of ten, yeah. Um, it's a, it's a rough world out here for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would give it like seven atsuki beans because it's not the best thing i've ever seen but i had a good freaking time it's like dessert it's great just maybe don't have too much of it whoa 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 <laughs> what a tagline yep that was good. a good killer last line <laughs> if the intent of the show was to be representative of dessert can i change it to 10 because that's brilliant <laughs> like this is not something that's like this is too much of a good thing holy fuck oh, i'm still astounded that one of the desserts is literally just peaches and some whipped cream i'm just like that's not dessert that's not a dessert that's I mean, not, that's have a you not snack. had like strawberries with uh fresh whipped cream fair point <laughs> i i mean making whipped cream yourself does take some time so i feel mm. like i would constitute that as preparation and when i've had it fresh made it's really good that's true. It's not that there's no effort involved in it. It's just like too much fruit to be dessert. Just eat a fruit. Just eat a peach and put, to put some whipped cream on it. Cool no, milk. the can is different. <laughs> the can is different. That's right. You get some cool whip. Really hit that H hard. <laughs> I've been inspired. So now we talked about things that we are going to watch potentially or have watched in the past Nothing anymore. is anyone watching anything else recently probably not too much 
No one's had time. I made them all watch Kantaro. But also Christmas happens. Yeah. Does it have to be an anime? No. Tell us what you've been doing. That was a fun like mom who's had one too many glasses of wine energy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I liked um, Rachel and her grandfather control the island by Johnny Phillips. It's a short uh, cartoon through I think the uh, Frederator cartoons program, oh. and I thought it was really good. And I would recommend that. Awesome. Yep. I'll have to look at it. Just send me a link. So I can yep. find it. Sean, what have you been watching or doing? I don't know. Have you time to do anything other than content? What are you Sean? doing, Sean? What are you doing? Uh, you know, just crying. Um, no, no cry. No, I, uh, I've been playing a lot of Persona 5, uh, which I picked up over the holidays. How, how uh, far are you? I just beat Matarama's Palace, like, this afternoon. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good, it was a pretty good, it was a good fight. I had a lot of fun with this. I'm really, very really, excited really about Persona 5. <laughs> it's pretty good. But I got, I got a lot of things this, this holiday season that you'd be excited about. Um, I don't know what that means. I just, I just also got something. <laughs> <laughs> and the mood got weird. <laughs> just like this show, bringing it back around. Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on you, this is all staying in, no edits. Yes. Oh, you did it. Congrats. Um, very proud. Save my and life. And I'm halfway through a rewatch of uh, Cowboy Bebop. Nice. You mentioned you were gonna do that last time. That's awesome. Did you did it. the thing. How about you, Lorena? Um, I've been playing a little bit of Overwatch when I get a chance, for the most part. And I've just I've watched Star Wars four times in the last uh, how long? I don't know when the last three weeks when it came out. So yeah, the new one, the new one. Just I've watched it four times and then had various discussions between each time because my opinion changes every time. Without um, going off on a whole tangent, how many beans would you give Star Wars? Oh, I give it ten. Ten. Like beans. I like, I really? love it. I love it. I actually do love it. Um, but I just get like I, I get I come out of each experience with something different. Oh. Um, oh. I pick up on different nuances each time. So, but I actually really really enjoyed it. So yeah, cool. I, I give it the full ten beans. That's a lot of beans. beans. You know, my favorite thing beans. about the new Star Wars movie is. Mm-hmm. The fact that you know where the porgs came from? Yeah, that they were puffins on Skellig Island. Puffins? <laughs> Sorry, I ripped the headphone out of his ear. Yeah, puffins out, so they just made the porgs. <laughs> they wouldn't get out of the shot. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. They were like, "What can we do? We could, we could try to keep them away. They're not staying away. Okay, we could try to edit them out. That's too much work, and it'll look bad. We could just give them little porg costumes in CG." And that's what they did. And it's my favorite thing. And I think that's my favorite thing about the new Star Wars movie, which is really upsetting. I hope that those <laughs> puffins get, if not royalties, at least merchandising. No, because they are porgs now. They gave them little flesh costumes. Is that how it works with actors? You just write a check to Luke Skywalker and say, buy Mark Hamill. <laughs> Maybe. I don't Probably. know. No, I really, I liked, I liked the, where the Porgs came from. I like them much more now knowing that. Because when they were on the island, I was like, you're just, why are you here? But now I knowing that, I, I like them a lot more. Uh-huh. What have you, what, Steph, what have you been up to? Uh, watching way too much Great British Bake Off. So much Great British Bake Off. I want to make all the things now. 
I want to talk like a British person forever. <laughs> They're so cute. Um, does it have a soggy bottom? Nobody would like does a soggy bottom. Does it have a soggy bottom? Still don't even know what that means. <laughs> a is soggy it, is bottom. Is it literally a bottom that's soggy? And the bottom of the pie is soggy. God. They yep. say it about people, too. <laughs> Sometimes in the show. I mean, that's a, just Sue and Mel, and they're just great. Yeah, they do talk about butts. It just makes, I just like, oh yeah, the buns. She's like, oh, look at their buns. It's like, yeah. Also, they said spotted dick more times than I was comfortable with. <laughs> That's How a thing. Twice. <laughs> okay, sure. I'm in town. <laughs> I don't remember. Is that, I feel like I saw that episode, but was, is that a pudding? Or it's I... like a pudding, but I don't know what pudding means for British yeah, people anymore. Most of their words were made up as a prank. <laughs> well, like, the difference between a pudding and a cake, I'm really confused by in British words. Because pudding here is, like, the, like, custard. Like, gelatinous. Yeah. It's custardy. So I don't really understand. Because one, oh, one of the finales, someone made a cake, and they're like, I thought it was going to be more of a pudding, but it's a cake. I'm like, I don't know the difference now. <laughs> You just open up a little pudding cup and it's a cake. Now. Yay! Um, what else? We were watching uh, Planet Earth. Oh, I also have been watching Planet Earth. <laughs> we were watching season one. Because we need to catch up. We need to catch up on the world. <laughs> <laughs> and the episode and then, about the rainforest with the birds is my oh, the favorite birds are thing. Just treasures. Oh, yeah, that was really cool. Oh. Uh, and then we watched all of Big Mouth. Oh, how was that? Better than I expected. I don't know why they didn't advertise more that it was John Mulaney, because I'm a fan of his. They were so good. We laughed a lot. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really funny. I mean, it's all about puberty, so it's going to be sexual and uncomfortable in some cases, and more sexual overtones, but, like, it's about that. It it felt earned, at least, in this one. Yeah, it's about kids I mean, I'm not, like against that like, no, I'm, I'm not saying it for your benefit i was also uncomfortable with contoro um <laughs> i was not uncomfortable with big mouth even though it went more places That's okay awesome. it was really funny um because at there's some episodes you're just like yeah that is the experience that i or people i know had growing up like it was kind of it was kind of fun it was silly uh, Nick Kroll does like most of the voices in the show. <laughs> and that's... If you've seen Kroll's show, you'll 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 recognize every voice he does. It's it's very good. It's very it's it's very very good. He's 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 a fantastic. There's a lot of really good cameos in it too. Like we didn't know what a bunch of them were until I looked them up after the fact, and I was like, that was a really good cameo. <laughs> good job, people doing weird roles. Um, what else? I don't know if I've been doing anything else. It's a lot of things. We didn't leave on New Year's. <laughs> That's true. It was cold. It was too cold. It's too cold. It still is. It's too cold. Um, so we've got a lot of things now to look forward to to watch, and it's 2018, so a whole new world of anime seasons. Mm. Yeah. Small claps. Small claps. What? Small claps. Small claps. Small claps. And, um,. I'm excited to start this. <laughs> I'm excited to start this new year with you guys. Woo! So I think we'll we'll sign off now. Yeah. Um, 
Lorena, you want to say goodbye? Yeah, this is Lorena signing off. Thank you. How about you, Danielle? Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. It's I don't been, know. This is episode six. I still don't know what I'm doing. It's fine. We'll figure it out. How about you, Sean? You know, we had a great time tonight. We did. We talked about we talked about really uncomfortable food. We talked about how that made everybody feel. It was almost unanimously negative, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. This is Sean. Goodbye. For everyone listening at home, Sean is covered in syrup now from all that. <laughs> head uh, to toe, it was head to toe. Doused upon him. He's gone. Now. I I almost it's I almost can't breathe, but I like it. It's a weird energy here in the studio. Which is Skype. We're trying to make things fun over over many states but i'm getting a little closer to the microphone and i don't know why but this is for you japan america everybody i love you good night follow sean at sp sounds he wrote the music for our intro and outro i did do that also <laughs> thanks it's great nice. thank you how about you ben sign out yeah okay uh <laughs> bye <laughs> And uh, I'm Stephanie. I've been your host. You can follow me on Twitter at StephUpTheGame. And this has been World of Anime. Oh, yeah, Sumi! So <laughs>